podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down Season 2, Episode 18. It's called That's What Friends Are For, and it does have a question mark on the end, so I should say that's what friends are for. Uh, but <laughs> my guest today is Alana Feynman. Hi, Alana. Hello. I'm very happy to be back, as always. <laughs> yes, yes. This is, I think... So Selena Gomez's character is, I think, technically also in an upcoming episode, but it's only like TV footage of her. It's not like, I don't think she's actually in it. At least this is what I've heard. So this is probably like the final episode with like a serious dose of Selena Gomez as Michaela. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed her this time around. I thought she was more of like a, like, her quips were funnier. I liked it. Mm-hmm. This is better than yeah. her appearance. Yeah, I I think she had more to work with in this yeah. episode. This episode also features the return of Jake Ryan, uh, which I did not remember that he came back so soon. <laughs> I thought it was like a once a season thing with him. But yeah, this is his first appearance since the notorious Achy Jakey Heart Part 2. I am genuinely not sure if I had seen this episode before. It was very familiar to me, but less so in the sense of like, oh, I remember this and more that like every element that's at play in this episode was very like classic Hannah Montana shit. And I was like, I was like, okay, this is a very like standard Hannah Montana episode. It's got, you know, it's got the kooky talk show lady. It's got Jake being Jake. It's got a harebrained scheme. Uh, the B plot is something just so fucking stupid. Like it's, <laughs> it's a very, it's got all the elements that make like a Hannah Montana episode. So I think, I think that's what felt familiar to me. I I'm not confident that I had seen this. <laughs> um, I do remember watching this episode when it aired, um, and I remember it. I remember thinking it was so goddamn funny. Um, <laughs> I remember it being like, this is this is the one for me. It's this one is so good. Um, and it's it's certainly engaging. I, my thoughts on yeah. it have changed since then. Um, I did think it was funny. I did enjoy my time. Um, but some of it, some of it's pretty inappropriate, in my opinion. I I have I have such a clear vision for how I would rewrite this episode that like it's painful to me. Like I think. I think we'll we'll get into it, but I think this the core conflict of this episode should have been Miley's rival with rivalry with Michaela as opposed to her feelings for Jake. I think it would have been so much better if like that had been the driving force of her actions. Like she still could have done everything that she did, but I think it should have been rooted in frustration with Michaela versus um affection for jake because to be honest i don't see why she would still have feelings for jake after how things ended between them (laughs) so but we can get into specifics when we get there but this episode opens (laughs) with (laughs) 
with Hannah and Michaela working at a telethon for what else? The United People's Relief. And it is hosted by who else? Colin Lasseter. (laughs) He's actually the only man that works in Hollywood. (laughs) And this is the only charity that exists in Hollywood. (laughs) That that charity has made so much money in the last like year and a half. (laughs) Hannah Montana has done so much work for them. She should be seen as like an ambassador for the United People's Relief. Um, (laughs) But uh, Hannah and Michaela still very much hate each other. Hannah gets like a call that's like a pledge for $300 and Michaela immediately gets a pledge for $400. And then Michaela somehow calls Hannah's pledge phone to like burn her about needing singing lessons. (laughs) And I was like, okay, a few things right off the bat. (laughs) It's a telethon. They don't have like call this extension to talk to this person. Like, it's not like the person donated more money because they were excited it was Michaela. Like, (laughs) it just went to whoever's phone was open. Yeah. And also, how did Michaela get on Hannah's phone? Who is... Maybe there's, like, an intercom system? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I, I wouldn't think that telethon phones would even be allowed to make outgoing calls, but, like, what do I know? I've never worked at a telethon. Um, it does also pose the issue that now two phones that could have been open to take donations are now yeah. being used for like a teenage prank, you know? Yeah, yeah. I also, I just don't think that Michaela getting more money is like a flex. Like all that means is she got somebody with slightly more disposable income on the line. <laughs> like that's all it means. <laughs> Who's to even say it was even real, you know? Like, we didn't hear her being on the phone. All of a sudden, she and it sounded like she was just listening to the conversation and then just jumped in front of the camera and was like, well, I got 400. I think it was a lie. I think she's a dirty liar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can't rule it out. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Hannah then, like, makes a crack at Michaela. Because, like, Michaela is, like, ragging on hannah's music for like the millionth time and i got and hannah burns were pretty good like in this like (laughs) bout of banter i thought michaela's were much stronger i did like this hannah line where she says that she actually loves michaela's song because her brother had food poisoning one day and they played the song in order to induce vomiting and it worked like a charm which is just like (laughs) such an extended bit you know i know it was it was a real roundabout joke. <laughs> it took a while to get to its destination. Uh, and then they kind of like trade one-off barbs. I don't remember what Hannah's were, but Miley or Michaela calls Hannah a bottle blonde and a bra stuffer. <laughs> <laughs> and the bra stuffer is the one that's bad. <laughs> As opposed yeah. to has been and never was, you know? <laughs> Well, in Bottle Blonde, it's not true, but she is right that that's not her natural hair color. <laughs> yeah. I, it just isn't coming when, from a bottle. <laughs> remember when that was like a big old burn, you know? Like, <laughs> you dye your hair blonde. Like, everybody dyes their hair blonde. You you do something that, like, a massive portion of people in this <laughs> on this planet do. Yeah. Like, ooh, burn. <laughs> There's like a whole section dedicated to it at grocery stores. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, sweetie, it's not the burn that you think it is. <laughs> yeah. But in any case, that's kind of all we see of that scene. And then when Miley and Jackson get home, I guess Jackson picked her up from this benefit. But 
Jackson is like trying to tell her not to let Michaela push her buttons. And Miley's like, you know what? You're right. The last thing I need is more drama. And then she turns around and like Jake is standing like outside her door. And he's like, hi, Miley. In that way that he like always says. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> he always says hi, Miley, the same way. <laughs> A little breathy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always like... There's always, like, some lust there. Like, I I think that's what I responded to as a child, was that, like, he clearly has, like, lust for her. (laughs) Jake Ryan wants to tap that. (laughs) Yeah, he does. (laughs) Get all up in there. (laughs) But, like, the punchline is she sees Jake and she goes, hello, drama. Uh, And I was like, yeah, no kidding. The last time they actually saw each other was, like, a really terrible night. (laughs) And sure, he wrote her a letter later that night, but, like, it was a very half-assed letter, and, like, I don't think it fixed anything. Because, like, the actual last physical face-to-face conversation they had, she tried to get him to dump her, and then he threatened to reveal her secret. And this is, like, after the movie premiere where, like, Miley was, like, deliberately trying to embarrass him. Like, it was a very bad day for these two children. Yeah, it was the uh, swan dress episode in the armpits, right? It's that yes. one? Cool. Yes. <laughs> where the guy called her Milky. <laughs> yeah, it's an image I'm going to remember till I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, legitimately. I do want to point out that it's, like, a very good thing that Jake already knows the Hannah secret because he would have just found out in that moment if he hadn't, because Miley walks up with her wig, like under her arm. That's true. <laughs> like, it's, like in her hand. God like, damn it, Miley. I swear to God. <laughs> be more careful. You just had a secret scare, like in the previous week's episode. Like, come on. Um, it doesn't matter if you're at your house. People, random people show up at her house all the time. Amber and Ashley have just shown up at her house (laughs) randomly. She would have just blown it. He needs to move. They need to move. (laughs) That's not cool at all. So Miley invites Jake in to talk and she's like, Jackson, do not leave us alone. He probably wants to get back together with me. I need you to like support me. And he's like, haha, no deuces and leaves. (laughs) (laughs) and Miley continues to assume that uh, he wants to get back together, but Jake actually is there to say that he wants to be friends, um, and that just because things didn't work out between them, it doesn't mean they can't be in each other's lives, and he, like, gives her a hug, but Miley's clearly very uncomfortable, (laughs) and we're meant to believe throughout the course of this episode that Miley, like, still has very complicated feelings for Jake, and, like, I guess still likes him. Like, I I guess that's what we're supposed to take away from it. I was a little, I was a little confused because they're not super forward with what her actual feelings are for Jake. We're just like meant to understand it from context clues. And my perception of that gets slightly clouded by like what I think she should be feeling. <laughs> because like, I'm like, okay, if my boyfriend, who was notoriously difficult to hang out with because he had such a big head, came around and was like, I want to be your friend, even though the last time we saw each other, I threatened to ruin your life. I don't think I'd be okay with being friends, at least not yet, at least not until he'd like offered some in-person apologies. Like a letter wouldn't really cut it for me. Also, it was just, it wasn't even a letter. It was like a note attached to like a single rose. Like that's not, (laughs) it's a pretty low effort apology, if you ask me. 
So this was actually one of the few times where I was like, I'm finding Miley to be extremely relatable. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is like the one time the writers captured like a teenager dealing with her first relationship. And so mm-hmm. there's a few things. There's like, I do believe that even though Jake, you know, broke her heart and they had a, you know, a tough last meeting, um, just because that happened doesn't mean that her feelings for him would disappear. Like, even mm-hmm. when people are mean to you, you can still like them. Um, I, 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 sorry, you looked like you were going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I wanted to add that it wasn't just that he was like mean. It was that she realized that he was like intolerable to be around. Like she, she clearly had very strong feelings for him until they started going out in public together. And that like ruined the experience for her. Yeah, so I, I was a little lost on just like how strong her feelings for him actually were at the time that they broke up because I don't know like was she I could see her kind of mourning who she thought Jake had been but he like so definitively showed himself to be like a total ass I mean (laughs) yeah he did he did say that like he took her words about being normal to heart and like wanted to work on himself so I guess what I would have liked to sort of bridge that gap And what would have made me believe that Miley still had feelings for him is if he demonstrated that he was more normal and, like, had worked on that. Because that would make a lot of sense for her to be like, wow, he's changed. And, you know, seeing him has brought back my old feelings. Like, I would would be into that. I'd believe that. I'd believe the complicated feelings if that were the case. But the thing is, where we last left off, he was so hard to be around. (laughs) (laughs) That, like, it seemed like it made all of her feelings disappear, you know? So the other other half of this that I also find relatable is that she walked it, like, she saw Jake and her, what she thought was going to happen was that he was going to be pining after her and Mm -hmm. she could hold, like, the power move of, like... That's true. That's true. I'm saying, no, I'm the one that's, like, telling you to settle down. And I think she was amped up, ready to do that. And then he was like, psych, I don't like you. And so that was probably kind of an ego blow. I think she was ready to be like, because I'm so beautiful and wonderful. And like, of course, he's still in love with me. And then he was right. Um, well, because so- he was like obsessed with her. Yeah. And so then I think she was left a little like, well, you should. And so sometimes it's not even like that yeah. she still likes him. She just wanted to have the upper hand and he sort of in this like kind of did the dumping they weren't together but he was the one that mm-hmm. was like we're we're done here um uh, and i understand wanting to be the one that holds the power and all of a sudden yeah. she no longer had the power to be the one that ended it and i could yeah. see how when you're 15 and full of angst that that would <laughs> make you crazy <laughs> Yeah, I can definitely agree with all of that for sure. I just, I wish they had done a better job of exploring the nuance of that rather than what it turned into, which is any girl kissing Jake bad. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, he must not ever kiss other girl ever. Yeah. (laughs) Must do anything at all costs to, you know, fight a girl for a boy that doesn't want to date me. Like, because it devolved into something very devoid of nuance. Yes. (laughs) And I would have liked there to be more nuance because 
I mean, this is skipping ahead just a little, but we find out in the next scene that Jake and Michaela are going to be filming a movie together where they play love interests. And I think it would have been great if we had a sense of like, these were Miley's emotions. And it was like what you said, because that makes so much sense. And then insult to injury, Michaela, her only professional rival (laughs) is getting this part that Jake wanted to give to Hannah, but felt could he couldn't because their relationship was too complicated. Like, I feel like if you had made it about the professional insult and that she was feeling powerless in the situation with Jake, that would have been so much more interesting than Jake must not kiss other girl, other girls bad. <laughs> you know, was it an episode that I was on where we were talking about like the Hannah Montana reboot written by Shonda Rhimes? Yes. <laughs> Feels like what this needs. We need more of yes. like a psychological, like deep dive profile. <laughs> yes, I I want to rewrite this episode so bad <laughs> because I think I think it could have been like the most nuanced <laughs> Hannah Montana episode like ever. This could if have they been Hannah had Montana just... the movie. <laughs> yeah, episode. yeah. No, I I really think that if they had made this more about her rivalry with Michaela. And her frustration with Jake, as opposed to this. Because what it really seemed like was that Miley was, like, mad he didn't want to get back together because she still liked him. And I don't think it's that simple. And, of course, this episode was written by a man. I paid attention when the credits were rolling. (laughs) And, like, of course it devolved into girls fighting over a boy, you know? When, like, I don't think that should have been the way the situation was handled. I think there were way more interesting ways to explore this. Like the material was there. It had potential. This is my frustration with every episode. I'm like, the bones are good people. You just gotta, you just gotta try a little harder. Especially because the climax of the episode, which I know I'm jumping ahead is like, I feel like it's a crime to a degree. I don't know if it's like a felony or what, but like the things that she does are like extremely not okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a lot to say about what actually ends up happening. And, <laughs> and Rick was in the room for like the tail end of it. And he had some things to say to you. <laughs> so, I mean, I have so many questions about that movie set. I have so many questions. Um, like if this was like a Shonda Rhimes like 40 minute like instead of the 30 minute bracket it was the hour (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there would have been a lot more to explore for sure (laughs) anyway I digress (laughs) yes so I mean the next scene after Jake says he wants to be friends is that Jake is appearing on wake up with Wendy um which we last saw during the Jack Santa episode and (laughs) Wendy (laughs) Wendy is like peak crazy Tyra Banks. That's like what she's doing. Yeah. It's like the Tyra Banks on top model that would like fake pass out to cause a stunt. It was like that sort of Tyra Banks. (laughs) Or like the Tyra Banks on her show where like, remember when she like pretended to have rabies? No. Do you remember that? Oh my God. You have to look up (laughs) Tyra Banks rabies. Um, No. Like, honestly, I want you to like watch that right now. Okay. Okay. Stand by. <laughs> we can cut out the waiting part. I just, I need to know that you've seen this. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly what this reporter was like. 
showed her clips from the Tyra Banks show and we're like, this is what we're going for. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God. So- <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> I realize it's hard to move on after uh, watching Tyra Banks well, pretend to have rabies. That's my time. <laughs> anyway, Jake is filming with this woman who's very much like Tyra Banks. And uh, Miley and Lily are there watching the taping because I guess being friends with Jake means that he just like invites them to like watch him do stuff. Yeah, what's with that? <laughs> he's apparently... He is apparently back in town to shoot a few scenes for his new movie, Roger Buck's Intergalactic Bounty Hunter. And I was like, so he's playing Boba Fett? Like, is that... Yeah. Like, is- <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he's playing. But then the other thing is they're filming for a few... They're filming a few scenes in LA before heading to Antarctica for the rest of the shoot. Because, you know, they have a robust entertainment industry in Antarctica that's able to accommodate them. <laughs> yeah, I've fucking, I, what, whatever, you know? <laughs> every detail about this sounds fake. Absolutely <laughs> every element of this sounds fake. And when we actually see the film set, I'm like, what? They didn't even make an effort to make it look like an actual set. No. I was so confused. We'll get there. But... <laughs> But Jake's there to promote this movie that he's just starting to film. I will mention that Miley is wearing what I think would be a cute outfit, except for, like, one key element. Like, she's wearing a pink tank top under, like, a green geometric print tank top with light jeans, and, like, her hair looks great. But she's wearing this very odd, large ribbon around her hips. Did you notice that ribbon? I did did notice that ribbon. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what... What is it? Is it just like a big ribbon or like, did is it like a scarf or something? Like, yeah, it, it didn't was, look like it was part of the shirt. Yeah, this was back in the time when like chunky belts around the hips, like not around the waist, around the hips was like a thing. Yeah. But like a riff on that, but weird because mm-hmm. it's Disney Channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they got to take the thing that's almost cute and they got to ruin it. Mm hmm. But, I mean, during this scene, Miley is, like, claiming to Lily that she's super happy, that she and Jake are friends, and it's, like, the best thing that's happened to their relationship. And she's holding some large ball of what I assume is, like, popcorn that's been, like, turned into a popcorn ball. And just watching her hold it, you just know she's going to have some sort of shenanigan with that popcorn ball. (laughs) You just know she's going to shatter one of those things. (laughs) You just know. (laughs) And then Jake announces, and he describes it as his hot new co-star who he'll be kissing for the next few months, playing an alien babe. (laughs) Everything about that's bad. (laughs) I know. It's Michaela, as we kind of alluded to earlier. (laughs) But I I did think it was funny. Instead of shattering, she does later end up shattering one of those popcorn balls. But in this particular scene, she just like is so shocked that she drops it and it rolls across the floor, like in front of them, like in frame of the camera. (laughs) (laughs) So after they like make that announcement that Michaela's starring in this movie, Jake goes to talk to Miley and Lily. And he says that he had actually wanted Hannah Montana to play the love interest in the movie, but he didn't want to risk their friendship. And I had so many questions about this very benign (laughs) statement. Number one, 
Jake has that much pull over casting that he can be like, get Hannah Montana. Like, really? (laughs) Yeah, it's, we've talked about it before, where Jake Ryan, who, you know, is a child still, but appears to have the pull to, like, get nominated for Emmys and, like, all of Yeah. So he's some sort of superhuman child. He's some sort of super celebrity infant child, you know? Yeah, and we also later find out that, like, the movie's, like, written and directed by this one guy. And I'm, like, on, like, a, I mean, very weird, but on, like, a passion project for this guy, he, like, is, like, Jake, who should I cast as your love interest? Maybe he's, like, a an uncle or a cousin or something, you know? <laughs> Maybe there's some sort of familial tie. Otherwise, why would, like, his agents be all in on that, you know? I don't know. On this weird fucking movie. But why is it like the movie that's supposed to jumpstart Michaela's career? You know, like, yeah, they wouldn't. This wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't like a movie that they anticipated being like a blockbuster hit, you know? Yeah. My other question was, is Hannah Montana really a big enough star that she could be in this movie? Because that's kind of a big deal to make a jump from music to like starring in a movie. And We know that Hannah's made guest appearances on TV. She's done Zombie High. But a big budget movie is a different beast. Like, I I guess, I mean, if if Michaela's famous enough to do it, then Hannah must be famous enough to do it. So it's in a little while, but I think it's the season three opener where uh, Hannah Montana is, like, the lead in a huge budget. She's in like Indiana Joni or something like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So unclear as to whether that was like her big break or if she's already at that point, but we have yet to feel like, or any of your guests have yet to discuss on your show. Like when you go and like, you like film things on movies, like you're not at school. So that would be like a whole other question. That was the other thing I was asking. I was like, I don't think Robbie Ray would have let her pull out of school for eight weeks to go to Antarctica to film a movie. Yeah. And I'm also like, why is filming in Antarctica? (laughs) There's just no way. You do shit like that in Iceland or like the like Northern Canada, you know, that's where everyone does shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's, like, set in space. <laughs> yeah, so it could be... I don't know. Well, I guess if it's set in space, Antarctica might make sense. If you're looking for just, like, icy wasteland. Just go wherever they shot um, the snow scenes from uh, Empire Strikes Back. Just go there. You don't need to go to Antarctica. <laughs> they made it look nice and real. It's fine. <laughs> we also know that Jake is, like, always, like, forced to, like, fake date his co-stars. Like, that. that's, like, it's somehow, like, non-negotiable for, like, every movie that Jake does. He has to pretend to date his co-star. Yeah. So if it had been Hannah, they would have then had to fake date, even though they'd already dated, but, like, as herself. And I'm, like, where's that A-plot? I want to see that A-plot. I would watch Jake that. Jake and Miley... Uh, they have to pretend that Jake and Hannah are dating. That would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) And hasn't she mentioned that in earlier episodes before? Like, you can't get caught cheating on me with me. Yeah. I think it would be really interesting to see that dynamic play out. I I wish that that was, you know, (laughs) in a, in a more perfect HMU, um, (laughs) 
what I wanted to have happen in this episode would happen where it's more about the professional rivalry for Miley and maybe she succeeds at getting Michaela fired and Hannah Montana gets to replace her. But then it's like, oh shit, Jake always has to fake date his co-stars. And then we get like part two where like Jake and Hannah have to date. I feel that would have been that that's my pitch for how this plot should have gone. It should have been a two-parter. Part one, Miley uh, is like, okay, fuck Michaela. I hate that bitch. Get her fired. And then she steps in only to have to date Jake again. That would have been so tight. Are you kidding? (laughs) Imagine like the field day the paparazzi would have had with that. It would have been so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I... Don't make me write spec scripts for a show that ended 10 years ago. Don't make me do it. Um, <laughs> don't, make me. Don't, don't make me. Don't make me. Um, <laughs> but uh, getting back to the topic at hand, Miley insists that she's not jealous of Jake and Michaela and all of their upcoming kissing scenes. I, this is where it starts to devolve because... I, this is where I saw the potential and the show said no. <laughs> <laughs> the show said you you cannot. Um, so Michaela comes over to Miley and Lily and she's like, she sees Miley and she goes, oh, I know who you are. And Miley's like, huh? <laughs> Listen, if nobody else recognized you, Michaela's not going to recognize you. Yeah. But uh, she's like, I know who you are. Oh, you're Jake's ex-girlfriend, right? And she's like, oh, Miley, I think you're so amazing for being cool with Jake kissing somebody else. And I'm like, he's an actor for crying out loud. So are you, you know? He's like exclusively cast in movies where he has a romance. Like, it's not not a big deal. (laughs) I think, I do have to wonder if, this plot played out exactly the same way, except it wasn't Michaela. It was just like some random nobody actress. Like it has been in the past. Would Miley have had the same reaction? The show probably would make her have the same reaction. Cause they're like, girls are all jealous, cat fight, whatever. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. But I like to think that if it were somebody else, she wouldn't give a shit because it's like, Oh, this is what Jake does. He's done yeah. this a million times. He'll do it a million more. It's not, it's not personal. It's just, his work like but I think the fact that it is Michaela and again I'm I don't think the show would have handled it this way this is my own personal belief (laughs) that if it that because it's Michaela it's it's that much more personal and it's that much more difficult and I think that's what brings out this adverse reaction yeah no I think you're absolutely right (laughs) I think that's I think if it was just like random Marissa or whatever from AKJG Heart, like she'd be like, oh, who cares? <laughs> yeah. I, I even wrote in my notes, I feel like they're burying the lead that like it's her only professional rival. Yeah. That like Jake just said he wanted Hannah Montana to do it, but instead he picked her only professional rival. Yeah. Like, like that that's so clearly to me should have been the emphasis of the rest of the episode because they set it up perfectly for that to be it. And then it's just like, but, but girls like boys. 
Yeah, and then they really dug into it when Michaela was like, well, I want to date him. Look at him. He's like a fucking dreamboat, you know? Um, it's really cemented it with that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think Michaela's response to Miley's question, because Miley asks, like, are you two together for real or is it just for the movie? Michaela's response to that question is insane. Like <laughs> you, she just acknowledged that this is his ex-girlfriend and that it's like very cool of her to like be okay with them kissing. And Michaela's like, you're so cool. Yeah. I totally want to date Jake. He's so hot. I can't believe you ever broke up with him. He's, He's, I, I, I'm going to get him to date me. Like, why would you say that to somebody? Especially because she doesn't have beef with Miley, you know? Not, not to, like, defend her, um, but my only way into this is that um, Michaela still seems like she's new to showbiz. Like, she's got yeah, one that's song true. This is her first movie, and she's probably, I don't know how much time has passed. Like, likely barely any since, like, that one concert in Florida. Yeah, I don't think Michaela's learned how to be a professional yet. Yeah. Um, And, like, we, we like, don't really see her again after this episode, so we don't know. But, like, she clearly is, like, the new girl on the scene. Yeah. Um, Which is why I was surprised that she was able to land this role. Which makes me think maybe she's, like, actually a decent actress in the HMU. Because, like, maybe she gave, like, one hell of a, you know callback read i don't know but (laughs) yeah i mean we've seen michaela's manager like michaela's agent i bet she got in there i bet she yeah she's now she's a bulldog (laughs) yeah um so you know she might just have really good representation um but i would be willing to not like forgive michaela because you're right that it's an absolutely insane thing that she says to like (laughs) a perspective person's ex-girlfriend but i could see her just yeah. being caught up in the like oh my god i'm famous and i am you know i'm a, a, a huge celebrity and i'm i could see her getting caught up in the whirlwind of it all yeah yeah i agree i just <laughs> i i interact with my boyfriend's ex on a reasonably frequent basis like it's sporadic but like it happens relatively often i cannot imagine going up to her and being like i cannot believe you dumped him what is wrong with you (laughs) like i i can't imagine doing that you know i mean also all that being said michaela has proved herself to be extremely mean you know she's just yes Her entire personality the first time we met her was just that she was mean for no reason. <laughs> and I'm going to take all your fans for, cause I can, you know? Yeah. Like, so she's also, she also sucks is the other part. <laughs> so it's like a bad personality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Michaela says that she's already working on her and Jake's future celebrity couple name. And she, her options are either Jaquela or McCake. Also, that's and, insane. You just met him, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, also when she said McCake, it took me a second because it really sounded like she said McKink. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I couldn't have heard her, right? <laughs> yeah, also, like, Selena Baby in Nancy. Jaquela is the right choice, obviously. <laughs> and then Miley makes an even weirder joke. She says, too bad you're too young for Donald Trump. They, you could be old McDonald's. I was like, oh, God. 
why do they also, talk I about? I don't think she was too young for Donald Trump. <laughs> they talk about Donald Trump all the goddamn time. He's I know the celebrity they talk about. How much money had he just donated to Disney? You know, like it was clearly. I think up until a certain point in time, I think even up until even like before he got into politics, I think for like a weird span of time, he was so ubiquitous and like such a part of pop culture because like I've noticed him get mentioned a lot across like a lot of things from his like pre-politics days. Like, I noticed when I saw um, when I saw in the Heights, like they like changed the lyric that like is about Donald Trump to something else, and like it's like oh yeah, that's another thing from like 15 years ago that just offhand mentions Donald Trump for no reason. And like I remember I was like watching an episode of uh, of Sex and the City once, like a few years ago, and Donald Trump like made a cameo, and I was like ah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just because he was just fucking everywhere for a while. Like, Celebrity Apprentice or, like, Regular Apprentice was, like, a very big deal, like, in the zeitgeist. I never watched it. I, but, I like, I was, like, a child. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but I do think it is interesting. This is, like, the fifth time he's been mentioned on Hannah Montana in, like, 50 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, boy, but, did uh, that joke not age well. <laughs> no. This specific one. <laughs> no, really, really not aged well. Really not good. Um, <laughs> who boy. After Miley makes that disgusting joke, Michaela's like, oh my God, you're so funny. <laughs> it's too bad you're not famous. Otherwise, we could be really good friends. <laughs> Which just further points to that, like, Michaela's not a professional. She's just enamored with the fact that she is a celebrity now. And is like very big headed about it. That's a, like a common theme in this that like all people that are celebrities that aren't Miley are incredibly full of themselves and like incredibly uh, out of touch with reality. And even like Hannah's friends, like even Tracy um, is like incredibly shallow and like vapid. And I think it's kind of an interesting message that the show is sending that like, the only person with like a level head that's a celebrity has like a double life. It like implies that like the only reason Miley is normal is because she has a double life. And it, it can't just be that like she has a good head on her shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Michaela's like, we could have been really good friends. And she, she hugs Miley. And there is a very funny shot where um, Lily has to like stop Miley from like pouring a drink over Michaela's head while they're <laughs> hugging. Powerade. Like, <laughs> I thought that was actually very, very funny. <laughs> and at this point, I was like, yeah, at le- honestly, Jake always at least fake dates his co-stars. So, like, him and Michaela, them dating, whether it's real or not, is inevitable. Like, they I don't... Were, like, cuddling on the couch during that interview. I know, I noticed that. I was like, man. you're already laying the groundwork for the inevitable showmance that Jake always has to do. Yeah. And I, this, this is where I was, I realized, like, if Hannah had been cast in the movie, they would have had to fake date. And I'm like, oh, my God, where's that A plot? I want it so bad. Um, Miley, like, continues to insist to Lily that she's not jealous. And I'm like, just make this about Hannah. Tell Jake that Michaela has been nothing but mean to her as Hannah. Like, that should be the way that they try and get her fired and be like, listen, I've interacted with her a lot as 
Hannah and she is not who you think she is. She is yeah. a snake. She is out to get me basically. And like her manager is a nightmare to deal with. Like you don't want that energy on your set. She, we should have had a conversation before they tried the scheme. They should have had a conversation where they like try to tell Jake what Michaela's really like. He doesn't have to believe them. Then the scheme should be proving that Michaela is a raging bitch. And that's how they get her fired because she's not a professional. Yeah. Instead of just pretending to be her. <laughs> I have so many ideas for how to improve this episode. And like the episode itself is like, is like perfectly fine. Like it's not a bad episode of Hannah Montana. It's entertaining. It's zany. Like I said, it's got all the classic elements of a Hannah Montana episode. But for whatever reason, this is the episode I've had the most ideas to rewrite. I have so, like, I just feel like there was so much potential. In, <laughs> like, they picked such rich material for this story. And I, again, for like the millionth time, they were like, what's the least interesting of all of this potential material? <laughs> Should we just do that? Yeah, let's just do that. I'm like, guys, come on. It's almost, it feels insulting. You know, it does. It feels like it's insulting the audience because like I can see watching this four different scenarios that would make this a more compelling episode. The next scene of the A plot, I'm not even going to address the B plot until we start talking about it because it's so fucking it's stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> Miley and Lily come by the set of the movie for Jake's movie for the first day of filming. And I was like, you know, I have to respect that no matter what Jake's costume is on whatever project he's on, he always has the exact same hair. They just don't touch his hair. They're just like, whatever you're working with today, that's just your hair. It's probably his contract. Yeah, his his costume looks like a, like a ninja Halloween costume. It really does, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it very much is just, like, a ninja Halloween costume, and then, like, Jake's hair is just normal. And <sighs> Michaela's costume. Michaela is wearing an alien costume. <laughs> it's a blue bodysuit, and what is clearly a bike helmet with, like, blue spandex pulled over it, and, like, cardboard ears that are then covered in blue fabric taped to the sides. That's that's clearly all it is. <laughs> and it has it has a microphone attached to it and it's so that she can do her vocoder voice effects. But like an alien wouldn't have a microphone to do a vocoder no. voice effect. It would just be their voice, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> zero reason why that could not have been added in post. Yeah. There's yeah, I mean, zero, there's zero reason. <laughs> I, uh, so, and then her face, it has makeup done to it, but I cannot stress enough, it does nothing to change her features. No. And that is incredibly important for something that is about to happen. It's <laughs> so important that you know the makeup. Yes, it's like, in t like, it makes her look scaly. It does not change her facial features. I mean that to be on the record. Her <laughs> facial features are the same. Okay? Okay, we, we're all on the same page. It doesn't change her facial features. Got it. Um, <laughs> so, Miley and Lily have, I guess, hatched a plan to get Michaela fired from the movie. And they go over to talk to Michaela. Michaela's manager is there. 
we don't need to talk about it. It's more of the same. She's very intense and loud and crazy. Uh, Michaela does do a, like a line read into her little microphone and it's not good. (laughs) She says the line with no, like in a complete monotone, like there's no emphasis on any words. She's like, what's, what's the name of Jake's character? Something bucks. Roger Bucks. The line is like, kiss me, Roger Bucks. Like the fate of the universe depends on it because it does. And she says it like exactly like that with like no emotion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, really? This is who you gave this part to? (laughs) This like breakthrough role? The the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, are we sure this wasn't like a student film? Like I'm having a hard time. (laughs) (laughs) So... Miley and Lily tell Michaela that Johnny Depp is right outside of the set and he told them that he really wants to meet Michaela. And I'm like, okay, she is a full-ass dummy for believing this. <laughs> like, only a straight dummy would buy this lie. Like, it is not a very strong lie. <laughs> no. <laughs> but she buys it. So they take her outside. And then they, like, she's, like, Johnny, Johnny. And they, like, turn around and, like, shut the door behind her and, like, lock it. So she's stuck outside. It's not even, like, just, like, outside. It's, like, a. It's, like, in a cage. It's, like, a side yard. Yeah. Like, there's no out. Like, (laughs) she's, like. Yeah, she's trapped. Yeah. She, like, can't go to a different door. Yeah. It's very strange. And then Miley and Lily go back inside. And there's just, like, a spare version of Michaela's costume hanging on a wardrobe rack. Which they just take. Convenient. <laughs> the next thing we see, Miley is in the alien costume and her makeup is completely done. And I'm like, okay, A, no way she did that herself. So what scam within a scam did she have to pull off to get somebody to do that makeup for her? Yeah. I didn't even think about right? that. <laughs> like, because it's, it's identical to Michaela's makeup. And like, it clearly would have taken a long time. Not that long, because it's not like it's prosthetics or anything. It does not change your facial features. <laughs> I was like, no, this isn't where they're going with this. That would never work. But no, where they're going with this is that Miley just claims to be Michaela, and everyone believes her. Even fucking Jake Ryan, who only recognizes when he's like across the room from her after they've had like probably like an hour's worth of interaction, like right up in each other's faces, which is frankly embarrassing. And he only realized it after he saw that the actual Michaela re-entered the set. That's the only time he even thought to question it. Maybe they're both fucking dummies. Michaela I think they dumber. are. I think, I think they are all just real stupid. And you know what? It's probably because they don't go to school. Yeah. <laughs> That should be the lesson. Go to school so you don't turn into a dummy like these ding-dongs. Like, that Miley can pull the flimsiest scam and get away with it, basically. And you just buy into it. Like, you're fucking stupid. Like, I don't... (laughs) Yeah, if Michaela had... Or if whatever security person had not opened that door, Mm -hmm. it would have worked. You know? (laughs) It would have worked. She was going to get away with this. And and Rick saw this. He he missed like the first part of it. He did not get what was going on. He was like, "Why is Miley 
he was like, is she supposed to be Hannah Montana right now? I was like, no. And and I was curious about that because I thought before I realized that she was just going to pretend to be Michaela, I was like, she should be like, hi, I'm Hannah Montana. Um, Michaela's not here, but if you want me to fill in, you know, like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm, I'm just, I'm just full of ideas for this episode on and how to make it make more sense. Um, (laughs) That would have looked real fishy though. Um, Like I know it wouldn't, it probably wouldn't have worked as well, but that's where I thought it was going to go. Have worked well. Like that's the part that's disappointing. Like it wouldn't have worked as well as this plan that shouldn't have worked 0%, you know? Yeah. And like Rick, Rick, used to work in Hollywood for a time and he like didn't go to film sets or anything but he worked for a production company and he was like in the industry and he was like everybody would be very impressed that this non-famous girl scammed her way on set pretended to be a movie star and everyone believed her like that would be all over the blogs right that's like what he said (laughs) I was like he, he his approach to it was like they would almost be more impressed with the fact that she did that yeah then like mad that she like screwed up shooting for the day (laughs) um i i have in my notes jake doesn't realize it's miley the makeup does not cover her features and then like six exclamation points i'm losing my mind (laughs) i i just the it's a crime isn't it it's a crime what she did is it probably i (laughs) and like this is definitely her most like high concept scam yet i think all it would have taken was like a brie samuels type to put together like if Mm -hmm. if hannah montana was if if they figured out that hannah was behind this hannah's career would be over you know yeah she did this um yeah i guess they're all fucking dummies so it doesn't matter but like I think it kind of gets waved away as like, oh, it's Jake's ex-girlfriend. Girls be crazy. What can you do? I think that's kind of how it gets waved away. But but what Miley actually ends up doing, her plan is to try and get Michaela fired by like being rude to Jake and and like being bad in her scenes. And I have so many questions about this sequence where they're filming different scenes for the movie because for starters, they shoot like multiple scenes and they just keep going wrong. And Miley doesn't know the script for this film. She has probably never even seen a script for this film. So why? Because there's no way she would have said the right lines during the scenes anyway, even if she was trying. So why are they filming like multiple parts of the movie it's not like they were able to get a good take of any of the scenes because she didn't know the dialogue. So I just, I, my favorite thing to do is just playing out like possible scenarios as to why these things are possible. <laughs> <laughs> Two things immediately come to mind in response to this. Um, a, when she didn't know the script, a script assistant came and was like, here, here are the lines. And she maybe like, gave them a couple good takes and they, she was just like partially in the movie is one option. Yeah, what if what if they just never reshot those scenes with Michaela and like some person in the editing room didn't notice that it was a different girl and so technically for like for like two scenes it's Miley instead of Michaela with no explanation. 
the audience wouldn't know because they look identical in that makeup that doesn't change their facial features. So there's that option, which is probably... I, I, that's, that should have been my latter one because that's the funnier one. Um, <laughs> the more probable one is that because this appears to be some kind of student film, um, where, you know, like, <laughs> budgets that are is your theory. I don't think we're supposed to believe that. Uh, Why would it be advertised on Wake Up with Wendy if it's a student film? I don't know, but because the, whoever's doing the set, like, it, it's not the A team, whoever it is. Um, I could see the director who looks like he's one second out of film school. Um, the probably- writer director looked so much like Zach Braff to me. I couldn't explain it. <laughs> I don't think he, he doesn't talk like Zach Braff or anything. I just was like big Zach Braff energy coming off of this. I buy that. Um, <laughs> I could see him just being like, like, fuck it. Let's we're moving on from this scene. We're not like, we'll, we'll table yeah. it and we'll do it another time. But he just did yeah. it 12 times. I also read my notes. I cannot stress enough how much nothing is correct on this set. Like, like when he calls action, they were like just in the middle of a conversation. It's not like they even had like any setup or like any, any like quiet on set. It was, it was just like, go. And also there are like 50 people on this set and they all appear to just be standing in frame. (laughs) And like, the camera was not where you thought it was going to be. Jake and Miley weren't acting towards any camera. I didn't even see a camera. I'll be honest. It looked like they were rehearsing a play. I yeah. was so confused. I, I was just like, what? They, they like did not even try like even an iota to make this look realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, student film. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> And yeah, so in each of these things, Miley just like doesn't even say any of the lines, just like insults towards Jake. And Jake's like, listen, Michaela, you're acting really awful. And like, you need to turn this around or like, I'm going to talk to the director about you. And Miley is like, okay. And then she like turns on this giant fan that is like powerful enough to send Jake like flying into some like netting or whatever i (laughs) that is like a a union disaster you know like that is a legal that's a legal mess you know the union well if it's a student film it's not exactly sag now is it (laughs) well that's true (laughs) (laughs) if we're following your theory alana there is no union involved. <laughs> yeah, there can't possibly be. I wonder if it's just like a charity movie where the for you, the United People, yeah, where the proceeds go to the United People's Relief. Colin Lasseter will be doing the uh, narration. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Do you think Hannah Montana has a SAG card? Probably, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't think yet. We've only seen her do one episode of Zombie High, which wouldn't be enough. I guess, I mean, the perfume commercial could count as two credits. Because commercials count towards SAG. That's two. Don't you need, like, five? I don't know. I'd believe that. (laughs) To, like, be in the union? I don't don't know. But (laughs) I'm not in the union. I wouldn't know. But (laughs) Jake would would at 100%. Oh, Jake's definitely in SAG. He's definitely union. Um, he, he's definitely eligible to vote at the SAG Awards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and also probably at the Emmys, because he's an Emmy nominee. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, the Academy. Oh my God, I would love to just like Jake Ryan should have an in-universe reality show. I I would love that if Jake Ryan had an in-use in-universe reality show where like he like talked you through like all the screeners that he got for all the various things he can vote for, and he you like know he would do it. You know he'd be all yeah. in. Yeah, and I I just want to watch Jake like go through like his um his like Emmy ballots and like only vote for petty reasons. Like this is so it's this is not at all related. I just I just think that that would be a funny thing to watch. I would I'd watch that. I'd watch that special feature. <laughs> that like um web ex- web exclusive. <laughs> they should have had a web series where it's like at home with Jake or something. Yeah. Anyway, just as Jake, who has been thrown across the room by this fan, he's like, I want her fired. The real Michaela enters fighting with Lily. How Michaela got in, how Lily had to be the one to hold her back, beyond me. Could not tell you. Because she was locked outside in a cage. Like, there was no way out. Somehow, (laughs) you know, Lily must have opened the door. Like, Michaela, like, tricked her into opening the door and she, like, bum-rushed her. I could see that. That's probably the most realistic option. Because yeah. um, Lily is not on her A-game this episode. No. <laughs> She's struggling with this scam. <laughs> and she was also struggling with the scam in the previous episode on The Rock. She was struggling with that, too. Why has Lily lost her mojo here with her? I feel like Lily hasn't been... Has she just, like, not been part of most of these scams? I feel like she has. I feel like it's been fine. She just has too pure a heart, you know? I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, Michaela enters. They figure out that she's Michaela. Which, how? If, theoretically, to everyone on set, these two girls looked identical, what would be the deciding factor? I guess. It that their voice is the same? That Michaela's mic was off. So she had her normal voice. Yeah. If I had, what else, you know, that's all I got. (laughs) We've established, I think that they should have succeeded at getting Michaela fired and then had to deal with the ramifications of that decision. Yeah, that would be way more compelling. (laughs) Then uh, Jake goes to Miley's house. He's very mad at Miley for interfering. Um, And he's like, you know, us trying to be friends clearly isn't working. There may have been more to this resolution, and I just didn't pick up on it, so forgive me if I'm wrong. It really seemed like the resolution was Miley saying to Jake, I promise not to wreck another movie. Let's be friends anyway. Yep. And, like, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't get why they want to be friends. Right? (laughs) Nothing about Why do they want to be friends with each other after how their relationship ended? Like, Miley realized that she did not like Jake as a person. Like, it wasn't just, like you know, I still like you, but I don't think it's best for us to be together. It was like, she does not like spending time with him. Yeah. Why? And he, and she just tried to ruin his movie. Yeah, she just did like out a of spite. totally unhinged thing. <laughs> Why do these two people want to be friends? I, I don't understand. Because <laughs> Cody Lindley signed a contract, damn it. <laughs> and I, you know what? God damn it. Cody Lindley's still very good in these episodes. He is, he is a bright spot of acting on Hannah Montana. I think he is very good in like every time he appears. Um, 
even when he's being insane. (laughs) But they agree to be friends. And uh, the bumper of the episode is Miley and Lily going back to the movie set to apologize to Michaela. Miley says that she was being jealous and stupid. And Michaela says that if she still liked a guy, she would have done the same thing. And I wrote in all caps, really? (laughs) Really? You would have done the same thing? It's a hard Do you recall (laughs) what she did? (laughs) Just the absolute, like, complete career-ruining potential for both of these ladies, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, the stakes are so high, and I don't know why nobody cares. (laughs) Well, Michaela obviously doesn't have the additional layer of nuance, which is that Miley is Hannah Montana. (sighs) Again, I so wish that that was what this episode had been about. It would have been so much more interesting if it was just purely trying to get revenge on Michaela for being a bitch. Like, I, I, it would have been better. But anyway, um, Michaela's like, yeah, I would have done the same thing. And like, I guess Michaela's also insane. So I guess it's possible. But like, I'm just like, what is with this girl? This is also like, this is an insane story. And as we've learned, paparazzi is around all of the time. And the paparazzi is aware of Miley as a person. So I would think that's that true. this would be like front page news um, that Jake Ryan, my girlfriend, infiltrated the set, kidnapped Michaela, <laughs> trapped her outside, and tried to like it impersonated her and was a bit. That's a very good point. You know? It's not like the people that were on set that day were going to just be like, well, moving on. Like, yeah. they would tell everyone they knew about what had happened to them at work that day. Yeah. Like, this like, should not have just ended. This is insane. And this would... Did Robbie Ray, like, roll up with, the with like, a binder full of NDAs and just, like, pass them out? Like, I don't think so. I would... Again, you can tell the Robbie... Robbie Ray is absent this. for this episode. Because not only is this, like, a legal nightmare, this requires discipline as a parent. Yeah. It's pretty... This is... <laughs> There are plenty of times that he has disciplined her for things that I think are perfectly fine and normal. And he is completely absent for this thing that she absolutely should have a punishment for. This is like bad shit. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is like warning signs. Yeah. (laughs) This is red flag city for your daughter's like mental health. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) But the episode ends with Michaela saying she doesn't care that Miley's not famous, that they're going to be friends anyway. And again, insane. But then like the zinger is, she's like, we can go shopping and hang out and you can listen to me talk about how much I hate Hannah Montana. (laughs) Which that's also unhinged in its own way. (laughs) Yeah, that she has this like obsession. Yeah. (laughs) Which again, it comes from them being each other's only two professional rivals. And, you know, it's it's definitely a pop culture phenomenon for there to be a big rivalry between two celebrities in the press. That's a very common thing. I wish they would have done more with it because it would have made it feel almost more realistic for Hannah to have, like, an ongoing serious beef with, like, another singer. Like, that's so common in the actual industry And I wish that this wasn't, like, Michaela's last appearance. I wish that they turned it into, like, a years-long 
thing where like they were like have diss songs and stuff like like make it like taylor swift and Katy perry okay yeah. like like think about that you know and like they've now resolved that and they could have had hannah and michaela resolve it like in the final season or whatever maybe when like hannah when like hannah reveals that she's actually miley she could have been like oh but like i've always liked you miley so this is all stupid let's you know put it to bed or whatever i feel like that could have been interesting and like have them continue to have this rivalry over the years and like have it because there's so much material there there's so much you could do with hannah having a rival you know yeah there's so much to do there and they like scratched the surface just barely and i just again i think this is a fine episode i enjoyed watching it but you just see so much more that could have been done where it's like oh it's kind of unsatisfying because you know that, like, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're really digging their heels into the, like, when we're on camera, we're friends, you know? Like, they yeah. are pushing I think I think it would almost be better for their careers if they were just openly hating each other. Yeah. But I don't know. They're children, and Disney's still trying to keep it squeaky clean, you know? Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan had their rivalry. Yeah, but that was real, and this is a fake TV show. <laughs> 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 didn't miley and selena have like a rivalry too in real life they both dated nick jonas it was yeah boy related yeah and and it like went on for a while i think and like selena made those videos like making fun of miley's youtube videos you know like it was miley that made it to make fun of uh selena and demi demi lovato i think that's what it was Weren't they making fun of the Miley and Mandy show? Were they? Maybe maybe both are true. I, I'm i not super well-versed in that period of pop culture anymore because that was so long ago. But, <laughs> but I feel like it was Miley and Mandy made their YouTube videos and then Selena and Demi made videos like parodying it. Oh, that might be it. I thought it was the other way around, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I had forgotten the Demi of it all. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You know what the main thing I remember about Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato's friendship from back in the day was when Selena Gomez started hanging out with Taylor Swift and some paparazzi asked Demi Lovato, how's Selena? And she said, and this is my best impression of it. Ask Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) No, see, I think it was Miley making fun of them because there was something about how they were making fun of, like, the gap in uh, Demi Lovato's teeth that she had at the time. But I don't know. Doesn't matter. I'm sure some listener is going to write to me and be like, here was what actually happened. I'm sure Kayla could tell us what actually happened. Yeah, I bet. But, <laughs> but it's just us right now, and I <laughs> we're running long. I feel like I can't stop and do research. That's fair. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> It was one of those two things, if not both of those two things. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I, I wish art had imitated life a little bit more is, is my end point on this. <laughs> I would have loved to see them have like an actual public rivalry. Yeah. Um, but by obligation, I now have to talk about the B plot. Um, if I could just not, I would be so much happier, but this is my lot in life. Um <laughs> Rico walks up to the surf shack and uh, he has big frizzy hair 
And apparently the water is out of his house and he has not showered in two days. And I immediately was like, that's not true. And I can tell you why. And if Jackson and Oliver had just used their deductive reasoning like I did, they never would have gotten into this situation. I'll say that. Because number one, that's not what happens to hair when it doesn't get washed. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't just turn frizzy like you can still brush it you know yeah. um it'll just be greasy and like it won't smell good crunchy you know it looked like yeah hairspray or something. it looked like um it looked like this multiple scenes that we've had where someone has been shampooing their hair and then the water cuts off yeah and it just dries that way and again i don't think that's how it would work in real life but that's how the show has established that works yes that's what it, that's more what it looks like it was more like rico was taking a shower and didn't get to finish but the other thing is that his dad is a billionaire with a B. And I refuse to believe <laughs> that that man would allow any such inconvenience befall his precious baby boy who runs his little business. True. I, I do not buy it for a second. <laughs> and Rico later says that the water is going to be out for at least a week. And I'm like, no. Just go to their no other way. house, I assume. You know, their other beach house. Yeah, I'm I'm like, sure, they're just staying in that house. They're not getting a hotel. Yeah. They're not staying at a five-star hotel in Los Angeles. You really mean to tell me they're just living with no water? Again, it's so clearly fake that like, I am, I'm like Jackson and Oliver, just think about it a little before getting sucked into Rico's bullshit. Because it turns out that Rico was lying about the whole thing, which of course he was, because he schemes... <laughs> every day of his little life (laughs) and i'm like guys i figured it out the second he said anything about this you need to like put your thinking caps on before you agree to bets with rico like i don't think that's a crazy thing to say right (laughs) the whole point of the b plot is like we're men and we do man shit so it's all about like getting their egos checked you know here's the other thing that bothers me about that they already literally did this plot before and you were here for it. Yeah. They resolved it. Jackson realized that man funk is not everything and that it's actually nice to be clean. Yep. <laughs> and yet we had to have the exact same plot again, but with Oliver involved. <laughs> Which it's been a while since I have seen an episode with Oliver and I kind of missed him. I wish it wasn't yeah. in this way that I saw him, but that's life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson's like, who cares? We're guys. We're not supposed to shower every day. And I'm like, fellas, is it gay to be clean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) And I was like, I can already tell I'm going to hate where this is going. But Jackson is like, you can just rip out a cologne sample from a magazine. And Oliver's like, yeah, you can just stick car air fresheners in your pocket. And I'm like, that doesn't fix the hair issue. Neither of those things fixes Rico's hair problem. Also, I know we said this before, and it wasn't really, it didn't end up being the point of that B-plot, but it did end up being the point of this B-plot. Jackson is always trying to get girls, as is Oliver. They're both like girl obsessed. And yet they don't stop and think the fact that girls don't want to smell somebody that smells bad, that they will be more likely to be around a guy that smells good from like high quality soap. (laughs) It never occurs to them. These guys are so dumb. Why is everybody in this episode a fucking idiot? (laughs) They're so stupid. Okay. 
But Rico takes the cologne sample that Jackson pulled out of the magazine and rubs it all over himself. And then Jackson reveals that he had spilled pickle juice on the cologne sample earlier. And Jackson and Oliver then both say that Rico just got pwned. I did make a note about verbatim. Wait, wait, they say he got pwned. Yeah, I'm like, my god. (laughs) I was like, that's a word I haven't heard in years, (laughs) right? So Rico tells them that their water will be out for at least a week. And Rico bets Jackson and Oliver free hot dogs for a month that they can't go without showering or changing their clothes until they turn his water back on. For starters, Rico is able to change his clothes. Like from the jump. Let's establish that. Not having water does not mean you can't change your clothes. Correct. You have more than one set of clothes in your house. And I'm like, okay, why would you want to win that bet? Right. Right. Hot dogs are cheap as shit. You can go to a grocery store and get like a 24 pack of hot dogs for like $2. Okay. It's not. Why would you say, okay, sure. I won't change my clothes or be clean for at least a week just so that I can get 30 days worth of hot dogs. Just men, you know, just man. Also, Rico hasn't brushed his teeth. And I'm like, you can brush your teeth without water. Yeah. Or you can get Not bottled water. Baby. Yeah. Like, that's just bad hygiene. Yeah. Like, that's just going to lead to cavities. Rico still probably has baby teeth, so it's fine. Like, if those have to get pulled. But come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, like, I cannot fathom wanting to participate in that bet. And, like, I get that Jackson and Oliver are so easily duped. And so easily suckered into things that have no consequence. But like, guys, come on. The next scene we get is Jackson set up outside of his house, living in a tent. He lifts his arms and a plant dies. And then Robbie Ray brings him food while wearing a hazmat suit. And Jackson says, it's just a little man funk. What are you afraid of? And then a bird falls out of the sky dead. I did laugh at that. (laughs) I can't get over. It's just a little man funk. What are you afraid of? Like. (laughs) I don't know, but the dead bird did get me. (laughs) The dead bird was good. I, at this point, I was like, we did this exact plot. We did this exact plot. Jackson let himself get super stinky. He went to the gym and didn't shower. And realized after, like, 20 minutes that it was a bad idea. So why, why are we doing this again? He agreed that man funk was overrated. Yeah, he really did. So the last scene at the B-plot, maybe my least favorite of them all. Jackson and Oliver arrive at the beach. Everybody starts, like, choking and running for their lives. Rico has showered, so the guys have won the bet. But then Rico reveals that his water was never turned off. And I was like, yeah, guys, just do some fucking deductive reasoning here. Just use your context clues and realize things. But Rico's plan, his reason for doing this, was that due to their man's stink, he is now the only good-smelling guy within miles. And there is a swimwear photo shoot happening on the beach today. And I'm like, so your plan was... Continue to be an 11-year-old boy, but be the only male person around. And therefore, these women will be into you 
want to date you? They're all clearly adult women and he's 11. (laughs) I refuse to believe that just because he's the only boy around and that he smells decent, I refuse to believe that that would change anything about the situation. This, This is an archetype that Disney Channel in particular loves. Which is the horny prepubescent horny child, Disney. yeah, um, and especially when they're successful, Disney loves that. <laughs> Which is not right, but whatever. Yeah, that's that's it. That's the whole thing. Yep. I don't know that I have much else to say about it. I have exactly. It was bad. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the episode. <laughs> was there anything that we didn't address that you would like to address no man i think we got it (laughs) (laughs) i i don't think i don't think what miley did is a crime it feels like a crime but i guess it's not i guess legally like morally it was shitty but i guess legally it wasn't this is another one of those examples where they do something so insane and then just like never follow up on it yeah they're just like episodes over sorry because you don't get resolution they could sue her you know and they'd probably win they absolutely could yeah i'm shocked that michaela was like ready to like be friends maybe she saw a spark of crazy in miley that she identified with and was like okay i need this girl on my side yeah um maybe but (laughs) again i i enjoyed this episode it was just difficult because i saw so much potential that wasn't utilized Which, like, thank you for bringing it up, because there's potential that I had not noted, I had not realized. (laughs) So I was perfectly content to just take it at face value, but you are out. When the inevitable Hannah Montana reboot comes, please hire me as your head writer. I I would do such a good job. I would work so hard for you guys. (laughs) When Paramount Plus picks it up with the iCarly reboot. Yeah, when, I mean... (laughs) By the time that this podcast is over, I'm going to be like the world's foremost Hannah Montana historian. So, (laughs) or at least, you know, the the biggest expert on the HMU. I don't know how much that would actually mean to the people that worked on the show because I'm taking it in directions they never dreamed were possible. But (laughs) what a job title. What a thing to put on your resume. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Okay. <laughs> we, di- we did it. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> Alana, do you want to let the good folks at home know where they can find you? Yes. Oh, I'm extremely present on the internet. Uh, you can find me on all the classic social medias at Alana Fine Woman, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Twitch every so often. Um, I also have my own podcast called It's Broadway Bitch where we, I take my friend Christina, who is a microbiologist and used to hate musicals, and I sit her down and we watch a musical every week and we talk about it. Uh, she's sort of come around, so that's the good news. It's been a successful mission. Uh, you can find that. It's Broadway Bitch anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google, the like. And you can find that on Instagram and Twitter at It's Broadway Bitch, no I am bitch. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Alana. This was a real blast of an episode. Um, and it's like, we, we always have a great deal of fun when you're on the show. But Always a pleasure. I don't know how I'm going to edit this one down. It's already 
well past the longest episode mark. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to figure out what to cut, but I don't know why, because it was also good. <laughs> yeah, God fucking speed. <laughs> <laughs> My work is cut out for me. Um <laughs> Thanks so much to all of you uh, today for tuning into today's episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. I hope you'll join us next week where we will be discussing season two, episode 19 of Hannah Montana. God, we are powering through these. That episode is called Lily's Mom Has Got It Going On. And uh, I hope you'll join us for that. <laughs> In the meantime, uh, we're on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod, Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. Uh, I'm on Twitter at lovely Lisi, Instagram at actor Elise. That does it. See you next week. Until then, keep on pumping up the party.